Does the one true God have three persons? Whom did Christ teach as the true God? Did he teach about the Trinity? We will answer that on today's episode. You're listening to the podcast version of God's Message magazine. And today's topic is Knowing the True God. To serve and honor God is man's inherent duty. This is the purpose of his creation. However, before man could render valid service or worship, he should first be certain that it is the true God whom he really serves or worships. He should be more certain that he is not serving a different God. There are people who think that discussions on who the true God is are trivial and useless. What matters to them is that man recognizes and worships a God, regardless of who he may be. It is really immaterial to know who the true God is, as long as one renders service and worship to God. What does the Bible say about man's duty as God's creation? In Psalms 100, verse 2 and 3, this is written, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Unquote. Those who render worship should know first that the Lord they are serving is God, the one true God who made or created man. The Bible does not say that anyone can render valid service just to any God. Why is it important to have knowledge of the true God? The book of Psalms gives us this answer, quote, Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright in heart, unquote. That's Psalm 36, verse 10. Those who have come to the knowledge of the true God will continue to receive his loving kindness. Surely, this is no small matter, for this assures man his blessings. But what about those who have not known the true God? How does the Bible regard them? Apostle Paul said of such people, quote, In the past you did not know God, and so you were slaves of beings who are not gods, unquote, Galatians 4, 8. Those who do not know the true God are still slaves of false gods. Although they recognize a god or gods, beings who are not gods, they worship false gods. And since they do not serve the true God, they do not belong to him. The true God does not allow man to serve other gods other than himself. Those who serve and worship false gods, like the graven images or idols, are committing a grievous sin before the Lord. They commit idolatry. God has this to say to those who practice idolatry, quote, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Unquote. Exodus 20, verses 3 through 5. 
if man renders worship and service, but not to the true God, then his worship would not result in holiness, but rather in sin. His worship would be tantamount to worshiping false gods, an act which is abhorrent in the sight of God. Many professing Christians believe that God is a trinity. They tenaciously cling to the concept that God consists of three persons, namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that each person is God. Yet all in all, there is only one God. Is this doctrine a consonance with the teachings of the Bible? Does the one true God have three persons? Whom did Christ teach as the true God? Did he teach about the Trinity? Did he ever introduce himself as the true God or that he is one of the persons in the triune God? Christ's words recorded in John 17 verses 1, 2, and 3 enlighten us thus, I quote, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, unquote. The only true God introduced by Christ is the Father. He never introduced a Trinitarian God. Neither did he introduce himself as the true God, nor teach that he is one of the persons in the so-called Trinity. And when he introduced the true God, never did he mention that the Holy Spirit is also God. Christ's words are very clear. When he said, that they may know you, referring to the Father, the only true God. As regards to himself, Christ introduced himself as the one sent by the Father, thus distinguishing himself from God. Learning from Christ, the apostles also taught the same thing about the true God. Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Corinth, I quote, Yet there is for us... Only one God, the Father, who is the creator of all things and for whom we live, unquote. That's 1 Corinthians 8, 6. For the true Christians, the Father alone and no one else is the true God. The apostles never taught of a triune God. They never taught the Son and the Holy Spirit as other gods or persons of the so-called Trinity. In fact, nowhere in their inspired writings, did they ever mention the term Trinity? That the Father alone is the true God is not a new teaching. This dates back to the early people of God. Moses said to the people of Israel, quote, For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. Do you thus requite the Lord? Do you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? Unquote Deuteronomy 32, 3, as well as 6. The God of the Israelites is the father whom they also recognized as the creator. 
This belief has been held by them since ancient times. The prophet Isaiah attests to this, quote, Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. You are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Isaiah 64, 4, as well as 8. Since time immemorial, the faithful servants of God have recognized no other God but the Father who created all things. He alone is the true God as emphasized further by prophet Malachi, quote, Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Unquote, Malachi 2.10. It was clear to the early people of God, just as it is also clear to the true Christians, that there is only one true God, the Father. They did not teach about the triune God or the so-called persons of the Trinity. Why should we not recognize any other God aside from the true God? Does God recognize any other God besides Him? In Isaiah 44, 8, this is recorded, quote, Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time, and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any Unquote. The true God himself recognizes no other God besides him, and neither does he recognize any equal. He said, I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Isaiah 46, 9. Who are we to insist then that aside from him there are still other gods who are like him? Thus, those who recognize a God other than the Father do not have the true God as their God. Where then would that lead those who believe in the Trinity, a doctrine which holds that besides God the Father there are still God the Son and God the Holy Spirit? Although countless people in Christendom embrace the doctrine of the Trinity, those in the know readily admit that this is not found in the Bible. Joseph Poole, a Catholic author in his book entitled The Divine Trinity, a dogmatic treatise, page 20, wrote, I quote, cannot therefore be seriously maintained that the mystery of the Divine Trinity was early revealed in the Old Testament. And Neither can this doctrine be read in the New Testament, as testified by a catechetical book, The Teaching of Christ, a Catholic Catechism for Adults, page 177. The writers of this book categorically state that, quote, the word Trinity does not appear in the New Testament, unquote. The above testimonies here are concurred to by the Augustus Hopkins Strong, Doctor of Divinity, in his book, Systematic Theology, page 69. He says, quote, The term Trinity is not found in Scripture. Unquote. Strong also informs us that the invention of the term is ascribed to Tertullian. Thus, 
it should come as no surprise that the doctrine of the Trinity is not found in any part of the Bible. Believers of the Trinity themselves candidly admit that the doctrine is nowhere written in the Old and New Testaments. Such Trinitarian concept of God was only invented by a person named Tertullian, who lived sometime in the late 2nd and early 3rd century. The manuscripts of the Bible had already been written when he developed this doctrine. Christ then had long ascended into heaven and his apostles had long been dead. Hence, they did not have anything to do with the evolution and introduction of such doctrine about God. Those who belittle the importance of knowing who the true God is are committing a grave error. The absence of the true knowledge about God has been the cause of man's present sorry state of life in this world. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome reveals this thus, I quote, Because those people refuse to keep in mind the true knowledge about God, he has given them over to corrupted minds so that they do the things that they should not do. They are filled with all kinds of wickedness, evil, greed, and vice, and they are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, deceit, and malice. They gossip and speak evil of one another. They are hateful to God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They think of more ways to do evil. They disobey their parents. They have no conscience. They do not keep their promises, and they show no kindness or pity for others, unquote. That's Romans 1, 28-31. All the wickedness and iniquities present in the world today are the consequence of man's refusal to keep the true knowledge about God. The world has been cursed because of people who do not know and recognize him. God has given them over to corrupted minds and left them to do evil deeds and who are these people who have not known and recognized God? Paul tells us who they are. In verse 25 of the same chapter of his letter to the Christians in Rome, thus, quote, They exchange the truth about God for a lie. They worship and serve what God has created instead of the Creator himself, who is to be praised forever. Amen. Unquote. The truth about God is that the Father alone is the true God. John 17, 1, 2, and 3, as well as Ephesians 4, 4, who created all things, 1 Corinthians 8, 6, and Malachi 2, 10. He alone should be recognized, worshipped, served, and praised as God. Those who recognize and serve a God other than him have exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And what misfortune awaits those who have not known God and have worshipped a God other than the true one? What will God do to them? In Second Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9, this is written, quote, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, unquote. God will exact vengeance on those who have not known and recognized him. He will punish them with everlasting destruction on the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
such eternal punishment will be in the lake of fire. Revelation 21, verse 8. Whereas, those who have not known God will receive his vengeance and punishment. On the other hand, those who have known and recognized the Father as the only true God, as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ, will receive God's love. Christ said so himself. Quote, Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you sent me. I made you known to them, and I will continue to do so, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and so that I also may be in them. Unquote. John 17, 25 and 26. Christ's earnest desire in making known that the Father alone is the true God is for us to receive his love. God's love and that of his Son will abide in those who have received and believed in such knowledge. Above all, they shall receive the blessing of eternal life, as was assured by the Savior himself. I quote, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Unquote John 17, 1 and 3. Indeed, knowing and believing that the Father is the only true God is of paramount importance. This has something to do the attainment of God's love and the promised life everlasting. The Church of Christ upholds and teaches this doctrine. Thus, her members have received God's love and certainly eternal life awaits them. To find more articles like these, get your copy of God's Message magazine from a member of the Church of Christ. You can also find the podcast version on incmedia.org slash podcasts or on iTunes or Google Play under INC Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'm Brother Bob Pauline. God bless.